I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, November 15th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, Jay, for our fact of the day, futures for Arabica coffee beans have fallen 22% over the past month with weather conditions in Brazil, which led to a surge in prices earlier this year, begin to normalize. That's great news for all us coffee lovers out there. I'll include myself in that too. Jay, are you a coffee drinker? And if so, what's your favorite caffeinated beverage? I love coffee to a fault where I I self-indulge and then I can't sleep at night. I just love it that much. I love brewed coffee. Like I can't, if you try to tell me that an Americano is like a brewed coffee, I will spit it back out and won't even order it. I just love a brewed coffee with milk. That's my jam. I know you're a Tim Hortons man. I'm a Tim Hortons man, but there's something I've noticed too, which is about the energy spikes where brewed coffee, because it's brewed, I guess. I, I don't know the science behind this, Jay, but it just, it lasts longer for me where the, the like an, an espresso-based drink, like a latte, you get a real shock out of it. And then you have a crash and the brewed coffee has more consistency to my energy. So I love brewed coffee. You know, some of my favorite brewed coffee places, obviously Tim's, uh, by the way, no free plugs, but Tim's is not a free plug because they generously sponsored the, the Bet on Canada Summit and provided food for our attendees. So Tim's is great. And uh, yeah, I'll always go to Tim. For the rest of my life, I'll go to Tim's. Okay, I buy that. Brett, aside from what your coffee intake level is like, what do we have for peak cost today? For our first story, EV delays. For our second story, the senators are for sale. And for our last story, Amazon layoffs. And not those senators, Jay. We'll get to it. I know, but that was the joke that the yeah. one of the buyers told on national TV. Brett, for our first story, more Canadians than ever want to get behind the wheel of an electric vehicle, but most won't be able to plant their butt in a driver's seat anytime soon. Brett, this is just as you're getting your license. What bad timing? Why are cars so delayed? I would love nothing more than to get behind the wheel of an electric vehicle right now to to put that license to work. So here's what's happening. Canada is dealing with a backlog of new vehicle deliveries, particularly for EVs, as automakers face a continued lack of crucial parts like semiconductor chips. On top of getting stiffed by chip makers, EV car makers also rely on sourcing critical materials, which are currently caught up in a separate bottleneck to make batteries. And here's why this matters. One in four Canadian adults are considering buying an EV, but they might not want get the chance if supply chain snarls and years-long wait times continue unabated. The success of Tesla challengers like Rivian and Lucis would increase supply, but these companies are still losing money due to materials and production costs. An inability to get EVs into driveways is bad news for the government's EV transition plan, which aims to have EVs account for 10% of all new vehicle sales by 2025. And to zoom out, pretty good, Wow, eh? got the whistle. I know. Even if car makers fix supply chain kinks, EVs remain a wildly unaffordable option for drivers, not to mention that the stations to charge them are still few and far between. For our second story, still have some spare serve money kicking around. I don't, but some people might. Hey, why not bring together your closest billionaire friends and buy a professional hockey team? Now, Jay, I must add that you would unfortunately have to buy a bad hockey team. I guess my question to you, Jay, is which bad hockey team is it? Well, I'll tell you exactly which bad hockey team it is. It's the NHL's Ottawa Senators. Yes, that's right. A bad hockey team, Jay. (laughs) Yeah, but being a bad hockey team is fleeting. But owning a hockey team could be forever. And yeah. the, the Senators are up for sale with the hockey franchise expected to fetch upwards of $650 million US on the open market. Now, the team's fate has been the subject of speculation after owner Eugene Melnick passed away in March and the team went to his two 20-something daughters. 
Any sale would be conditional upon the team remaining in Ottawa, per the Senator's chairman, Sheldon Plenner. Some names that have been tossed around as potential suitors include... Well, the, the most famous one is Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool is very interested, but said he needs a quote-unquote sugar mommy or daddy to help cut the check and is looking to form a consortium with other parties. Are you that sugar daddy, Brett? I, I, look, I'm ha- I would happily join a consortium, Jay, if, if given the opportunity. Fair enough. Michael Anlauer, the billionaire has been touted as the early favorite due to his experience owning an AHL team and a minority stake in the Montreal Canadiens. Another bad hockey team. Andre Demaray, the CEO of Power Corp. Demaray has been interested in buying the Senators since at least 2016, and reportedly that interest hasn't waned. Now, look, this all matters, Shay, because a change of ownership can breathe new life into a franchise or send it spiraling. Largely depending on how much the owner is willing to spend to secure great players, hire a competent front office, and ensure top-end facilities. The last part is particularly important for the Sens, as the team is looking to relocate to a new downtown arena, possibly without any taxpayer money to help foot the bill. Look, the bottom line, Jay, is that whoever takes over has a chance to make their mark on the NHL. Heck, if they do really well, maybe they can snap Canada's decade-long Stanley Cup drought. I don't think so, though, unfortunately for the, the buyer of the team. You know who else is not going to break that drought, Brett? The Vancouver Canucks. (laughs) That wasn't the team I had in mind, but I'll save it so I don't get skewered on social. Brett, for our third story, not long after warning of a slowdown around what is usually a busy holiday season, Amazon has become the latest company to cut jobs to brace for a potential economic downturn. Brett, this is not great news. Another day, another huge layoff announcement. What's the latest? with Amazon. Not great news at all, Jay. So Amazon plans to lay off as many as 10,000 employees in corporate and technology roles beginning as soon as this week, according to the New York Times. The layoffs will reportedly target the device's organization, which develops the famous voice assistant Alexa, along with the retail and human resources divisions. Now, Alexa will likely have to stick to being an alarm clock and weather woman for now, considering the unit lost more than $5 billion a year trying to add new capabilities. Alexa, what time is it? That's the most common thing we'd ever ask Alexa. You just caused havoc in people's homes. <laughs> probably, I don't know. If you feel like you read this story last week and the week before that, it's because many companies, especially ones that exploded from the pandemic, are facing a similar reckoning. Twitter, Meta, Stripe, Salesforce, Lyft, WellSimple, ClearCo, and a growing list of smaller companies have all laid off double-digit percentages of their workforce. One tech analyst told the Washington Post, quote-unquote, Higher engineers, higher engineers, higher engineers, and then suddenly companies get a cold bucket of water in their face. And here's why it matters, Brett. The job cuts happening left, right, and center confirm that the tech-fueled bull market is over, with some experts drawing comparisons with the 2000s dot-com crash. If a recession does materialize, the pullback in the amount of wealth built over the last 10 years in a booming tech market will likely spill over to other parts of the economy. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And go Sens. Sure.